0: Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor. And on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater, or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I am talking about, you guessed it, The Christmas Chronicles Part 2. This came out in 2020, directed by Chris Columbus, as well as written by Chris Columbus, along with Matt Lieberman, starring, of course, Kurt Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn, Darby Camp, Julian Dennison, and Jazir Bruno. In this movie, Kate Pierce, now a cynical teen, is unexpectedly reunited with Santa Claus when a mysterious troublemaker threatens to cancel Christmas forever. I didn't like this movie as much as I liked the first one. This isn't a horrible movie, but it's not like a new favorite Christmas movie of mine, despite the potential this movie had. Uh, And also makes me understand why I didn't remember this movie after clearly having seen it, Uh, seeing both Christmas Chronicle movies. And the first one, I remember being great. And this one, I couldn't really remember what happened in it. Kind of makes sense after having seen it again. And it's kind of a bummer, uh, because this is written and directed by Chris Columbus, who wrote uh, somebody that's had kind of an off-and-on career. But when he hits, he hits big. I mean, some of his movies that he wrote, Gremlins, The Goonies, uh, he directed Home Alone, Mrs. Doubtfire, two Harry Potter movies. So the guy has it in him to make great movies, especially like kids' family movies. And this movie does have Uh, elements of gremlins which especially considering the design of the elves in this world look very much like gremlins there's very much a gremlins style aspect to this movie so I don't know it's kind of a bummer he's I mean he's also made some stinkers over the years too which I don't feel like going into but He's also done some all-time classics, so it's kind of a bummer that uh, he is so inconsistent. And I would say this is definitely not one of his worst movies, but definitely not a classic. Um, Not a movie that I would recommend. Not necessarily. It's, you know, it's okay. I'm sure, like, you know, it's... uh, This movie did well when it... Was released in 2020, but uh, although I think 2020, that was during the pandemic, so it's I, I think numbers a little bit skewed uh, with people wanting to see the follow-up to the first movie, and then also just wanting something good in their life, uh, something positive in their life that isn't uh, the reality, the the dumpster fire that is reality. Uh, You know, this one doesn't have the same fun action moments necessarily that the first one did. Uh, In my opinion, I didn't like the action moments, the adventure. Uh, Kind of feels all over the place. They bring back the kids. They bring back Kate specifically from the first movie. Um, And included her potential stepbrother in this one, so... Uh, Making her the older of the two and uh, bringing back a young kid to be teamed up with her. Uh, Which, I don't, you know, that's one aspect of this movie I don't think needed to happen. I don't think we needed to. In a movie that's called The Christmas Chronicles, kind kind of, in some ways, makes me think that these are going to be different kinds of stories that are going to be involving Christmas, centered around Santa Claus. And not necessarily a direct sequel to the previous film. Although the title, Part Two, kind of, I I guess, uh, would, would, you know, make that assumption. But uh, so, Bringing Her Back, not a big fan of that. Uh, You know, this also, in addition to Bringing Her Back, this also has uh the part of the story is this elf that was banished from the north pole and then also we have the addition of goldie Hawn, which i actually like it was teased at the end of the first film which kind of interesting that it was only teased at the end of the first film um and she wasn't more involved in the first film although they didn't really spend a whole lot of time in the north pole but still uh Definitely a lot more. This takes place primarily in the North Pole, but not all of it. Uh, so we do get a lot more of Goldie Hawn in that, which I do like that aspect. I, I love Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell teaming up again. Um, But it really just felt like this one was all over the place. Like It was really trying to do a lot of different things when it I didn't think it needed to. You could have cut out a lot of different stuff. Uh, of course, there's a lot more of the CG Elves which makes sense, you know, adorable CGL characters. This series really reminds me, and I think I brought up in the previous review, really reminds me of the Despicable Me franchise in that, you know, you have the central character of Gru in the Despicable Me franchise, and he has all these helpers, these minions that help him out to do his things. In this one, you have the central character of Santa Claus, and you have all these elves, uh, these CG adorable characters that don't really speak English, that don't speak English, and uh, do all the work for them. You know, very similar in a lot of ways, and I, I think this series could have been very similar to that series in that... If they had made a better part two and just not ha- not bringing the baggage of the first film with Kate along with it could have been completely different. Kids could have just been this story about this elf that uh, was banished from the North Pole telling his story and then the conflict between the North Pole and him. And the internal turmoil that happened in the North Pole and uh, not even had bothered with these kids, I think would have made it a better movie. But just turning it into more of a uh, more of an anthology. like each movie is a new chapter in the chronicles of Christmas where Santa, this new one of them could be the origin story, which this movie kind of taps into a little bit. Which reminded me of the the Santa Claus the mo- Santa Claus the movie from the eighties, uh, which also taps into the origin story of Santa Claus, which I think is. I don't understand why there isn't a Christmas movie that taps into that more that just fleshes that that whole thing out more, instead of just touching on it like the two movies do. But this movie could have done that and then had spin off movies with just the elves, like the Despicable Me franchise did with the Minions uh, movies. Um, and I would have loved that. I think they could have, I think there could have been a lot of fun to be had uh, using that similar format. But, you know, I just, not that they couldn't. I just don't think this movie worked very well. I just really just thought it was trying to do too much um like seriously like i understand if they have to bring kids in to be part of the story but for it to have to be the same one of the same kids from the first movie and for to involve that family again just seems ridiculous um but yeah would have loved this to just be another chapter another story involving santa and something that happened in the past it could be a period piece of him in the 90s which this movie does have a little time travel aspect to it like it could have been it really could have been a story about him and her father in the 90s and how that all played out maybe her dad was part of a helped santa out you know in a story back then like this this could have opened it up to be so much more interesting than just kind of a direct sequel um and I do love Julian Dennison who's the villain in this uh I love him in most things that I've seen him in uh but did not like him as the villain did not buy him as the villain at all in this uh playing the the somehow human that I mean they explain it but finding out that he used to be an elf and now he's a human and he's evil didn't buy that he was evil kind of confusing that he was a human uh despite the fact that they explain it uh they also everybody kind of splits up doing different missions within this movie just a lot of stuff going on a bit too fractured a lot of stuff going on um while also trying to hit similar beats of the first movie like a musical sequence involving Santa, uh, which are great sequences. And I don't mind that being like a common aspect uh, to the framework of these movies, but I don't know. I just think there were some, uh, it was trying to do too much. Um, A lot of interesting ideas, but never really came together in a way that I really enjoyed, right? Not in the same way that the first movie did. Let's take a short break from this episode. Listeners, are you an art lover like I am or simply somebody who appreciates unique creativity? I've got something you'll adore. Dive into the world of the many faces, an ongoing series of mesmerizing ink paintings on paper. Each piece is a captivating blend of abstract and surreal, always presenting a face that tells its own story. The dedication behind this series is unmatched, with new paintings being released daily. And if you're thinking about owning one, you're in luck. You can start with a 4x6 painting for just $20. And if you desire something grander, there are larger sizes available with prices to match. Imagine having an original piece of art infused with emotion and mystery, gracing your space. So if you're intrigued, don't wait. Check out the entire collection and get your own at InspiredDisorder.com. Own a piece of creativity that'll truly stand out. Now let's get back to the show. Uh, But I do want to talk about spoilers, specifics of this movie. So from here on out, spoilers for The Christmas Chronicles Part 2. Uh, so this opens with the kind of anti-Santa in a way. We're introduced to the villain. And also it's an elf. So you're clearly it's going to be more of the CG elves, which makes sense. You know, anytime an adorable CG character is introduced in a film, uh, you're going to see more of them. I'm sure that was one of the things the kids loved. Oh, they loved little elves, which I did too. Same thing with the minions, you know? Uh, And when you find out that this guy, villain, used to be an elf, the whole time until we find out way later the explanation for what happened, I'm thinking, so elves are just kids that just grow up into adults, so the entire North Pole is being run on child labor, which just... Like, I was just, what is going on? Uh, His idea is to kidnap the girl, Kate, from the first movie um, for reasons that barely make any sense. I mean, the only reason he needs to kidnap her is because this movie is stretching for a way to include her in another movie. Uh, but as far as him needing to kidnap her a true believer in order to get in uh because there's only that's the only way he would be able to get in for some reason doesn't make any sense i mean in this he just jumps and holds on to Santa's sleigh and br- is brought in like the the fact that the girl is there doesn't make any sense why he would be able to get in there as well um she didn't know he was there it's not like a situation where like he she had to invite him in somebody from inside has to invite him in he just snuck in and could have done like so much of this it didn't if you cut out Kate and it's just this ousted elf trying to get revenge on Santa that's all you need you don't need to have all this other stuff but it is what it is, I guess. And even still, you like if you cut her out, the scene where Santa goes back in time and involves her dad, which is a sweet moment where she gets to have this moment with her dad, the realization that this kid that was helping her is her dad, was kind of a sweet moment. But that whole thing could have been santa going back to the 90s and this kid and crash landing in an airport and this kid at the airport knows it's the real santa and he helps santa out to get what he needs and he could be the new kid that's helping and then we find out that oh that was actually the dad from the first movie would have been fine um I also don't buy this family from the first movie that loves Christmas so much would go on a trip to Mexico for Christmas. Doesn't make any sense at all. Um, thankfully, the older brother wasn't part of this movie. It was just Kate, but both, I'm not a big fan of either of the actors, which is kind of a bummer. It seems like, th- I mean, she wasn't horrible but I just, it was, seems so unnecessary. Um, the mom has a new boyfriend, Bob, right? He's got a young kid too. And it's played by Tyrese who is, I don't know what kind of tranquilizers Tyrese was on, but he was, I, his performance in this was just Painful to listen to. Glad that he wasn't a big part of this movie. The end of this movie wasn't horrible. Like, the end still kind of got me because it's an end of a Christmas movie. But the beginning where we see Tyrese speaking, it's very bad acting. Just horrible performance. Not that Tyrese is some Academy Award winning actor or anything but i don't know he was doing something as far just too much too much so kate's idea was to fly back home on her own to boston and she gets on some random cart to take her to the airport and his first thing is oh i'm going to take a shortcut to get you to the airport the the potential stepbrother hitches a ride on this golf cart as well and it's just like just the whole setup for them then going through the wormhole to random place in the north pole but not the actual north pole outside of the north pole is just a lot you also in this movie the first time we see santa Santa's hunting which not something you think of santa doing hunting this uh cat this specific it looks like a snow leopard but it's not i forget what they call it and he just randomly sees these kids laying down because that's how they 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 didn't like huddle together to try and get warm they just individually laid down in the snow to just die um but whatever he gets the kids uh and that's where the evil elf just jumps onto the the thing And there's, like, this North Pole defense system is crazy. Like, Santa is, like, this right-wing prepper in a lot of ways. First off, all of the elves do all of the work. He really doesn't do anything. Apparently he invents some things here and there. But the elves do everything. His wife and the elves, I should say, do everything. Aside from, obviously, he delivers the presents on Christmas... The North Pole has this insane defense system for what? I don't know. For, like, the one elf that they ousted. And their defense system doesn't allow snow to get in. So they have to artificially make it snow in the North Pole. But, like, it's, like, so much of this is, like, the the world building that is going on in the North Pole is more and more depressing in this movie um they also when they get them there they really prioritize saving the white girl and then the black kid is kind of the afterthought they make sure they save kate have a little chit chat with her once she wakes up from the magic hot chocolate and then they go over and save the black kid there's also another scene where mrs claus runs to stand behind the black kid when shit's going down it instead of in front of to protect the kids stands behind and i'm sure it's just the way the scenes were blocked but it's just like it's just kind of weird it was kind of weird and i noticed uh kate is famous in the north pole obviously after the events of the first one um which is a weird random thing uh, they get a tour of Santa's Village, which is fun. Um, the veil, as they call it, the the protection system that they use the Northern Lights and a sliver from uh, the uh, Star of David or something not Star of David Bethlehem Star of Bethlehem, uh, which I'm not a fan of that aspect of it either. But they them working together creates uh, Northern Light kind of defense system that will kill anybody that tries to get into the North Pole, I guess. It's not clear what happens when you get zapped by the Aurora Borealis uh, shafts of light that come down to shoot you, that Santa himself has to dodge and maneuver around. Every time he gets back into the North Pole, he has to dodge and maneuver these this defense system that he has set up to protect him from uh, a snow cat, uh, an elf that was banished once. Like, doesn't really seem to have a lot of enemies, but definitely prepared for an invasion. Um, Kate really pushing to try and live at the North Pole. Which I thought this movie was going to like flash forward and then like she actually gets a job or maybe, you know, chapter three, part three, uh, if they ever do one, which I, I don't think they I mean, they could, but I could see her working like being the only other human that works at the North Pole and then her brother and mom and like their their family, Bob and the other kid, they all go and visit and then that's where the new adventure happens maybe that would be okay tyrese make it blend it in with like flat fast and the furious maybe that would be kind of fun uh you have kurt russell and and uh tyrese going on some kind of crazy mission together uh to save christmas that would be that would probably be a lot of fun let's take a short break from this episode hey loyal listeners of the ray taylor show You know, it's one thing to tune in and engage with the content I passionately create for you, but what if I told you there's a way to wear your fandom? Introducing our exclusive line of merchandise inspired directly by the vibes and visuals of this very podcast. From stylish t-shirts that'll make you stand out in a crowd, to our eco-friendly, biodegradable phone cases adorned with artwork inspired by the show. You can now carry a piece of The Ray Taylor Show wherever you go. Whether you're looking to make a fashion statement, protect your phone with some flair, or simply want to show off your love of the show, our merchandise has got you covered. Ready to rock our gear? Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com and get yours today. Wear the show, be the vibe. Now let's get back to that very show. There's this magic power that the evil elf, the banished elf uses to turn elves evil uh and you see and he steals the star but this is like that's the moment where it's like oh gremlins they all kind of look like mogwai and then he gets the, shoots in these cannons that dispense the the fake snow or the real snow but these snow dispensers cannons he uses to dispense this magic powder that turns the elves into evil gremlins, basically, and then you have basically what is Gremlins, the first Gremlins movie, taking place on the North Pole, and of course this is, you know, that was written and directed by Chris Columbus. This written, so it's clear that like that's what he brought to the table. It's like I got a great idea. Those elves look a lot like Mogwai. and uh, I don't know if you've seen my one of my good movies from the 80s but uh we could do that at the north pole and that could be a lot of fun man uh which is kind of fun and would have been fun if we didn't have all the other stuff going on and it's like halfway through this movie still no no real action or adventure just kind of a lot of setup uh you know which again could have just been the evil elf story and not even bothered with it just trim trim the fat of this movie um you have jack so kate goes on a mission with santa to go get another sliver of the bethlehem star that gets stolen by the bad guy and as he gets away he uses a device that makes them go back in time specifically boston in 1990 is the for some reason that's where evil elf wanted to send him which just happens to be where her dad is at in some holding cell for some reason so she's on another mission with santa and jack is back with mrs claus and mrs claus is like hey kid Uh, you need to go on your own adventure by yourself. And I'm going to give you a couple cookies, one of which is an explosive, the other of which is a placebo. And you're going to have to scale a mountain to get a root, but you're going to do that on your own. You're not going to take a reindeer with you that can maybe fly or at least run on the ground to help you get there faster. You're going to have to just do it on your own which is kind of ridiculous um in this movie santa's able to do some magic without his hat which in the first movie he could only do magic if he has his hat so they kind of change that in a way all he has to do is like flick his nose in this one uh the scene where they get stuck in 1990 kind of fun at the airport uh, she goes to buy batteries but of course she's got future money so it looks different than what money looked like in the 90s so the cashier doesn't b- believe her and she starts to walk away holding the batteries the airport police stop her and take her into custody not because she's shoplifting but because she doesn't have an adult around which i don't think they would have cared that much in the 90s Uh, she should have been she still has the batteries by the way she successfully despite the police detaining her she still has the batteries that she stole from the gift shop so she ends up going to this holding cell where of course she runs into another kid her age which just happens to be her dad and of course to get the christmas spirit up Santa sings a whole musical number, which, I, you know, is a lot of fun. Kind of a gospel Christmas song with saxophone. Kind of s- similar in some ways to the first movie. A uh, whole dance number where everybody in the, the airport is dancing. Uh, nice little heart-to-heart with her and her dad, which is fine. Um, then, so he Jack successfully gets this route. That is the only thing that could turn, that can cure this, the elves evil potion thing. And now that he's got the root, now he's got to do another mission on his own. Mrs. Claus is like, okay, now you got to get, and I think he's like volunteering, but he's like, now you got to take this potion that I made from this root, and you got to go up to our cannons that shoot the snow because we can't have real snow because we have to have this massive defense system for some reason. I mean, it also powers the North Pole, but also is a defense system, a ridiculous defense system that Santa himself needs to avoid every time he returns to the North Pole. You have to take this potion up to those cannons, and you have to get through all of the crazy gremlin-like elves. And what am I going to give you? A little Nerf bow and arrow. N- nerf crossbow. It's like, okay. Okay. Uh, the whole end battle is kind of a mess. Uh, you know, despite how much less I like this movie, uh, when everything is set and done, and she gets back to, when her and Kate and Jack get back to Mexico, where it's just always windy, by the way. Um, and they go out and sing the dad's Christmas song on the beach. I got choked up. <laughs> like, it's similar to the first movie. The ends of these movies, they just, they hit me. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just because I'm going through stuff this time of year. This time of year is kind of tough for me in general. or uh, Whatever. This They know the magic, how to end a Christmas movie. Uh, got me all choked up, but, uh, yeah, didn't, didn't think, uh, I like this as much. I think this could have been a great anthology style franchise centered around Mr. and Mrs. Claus, right? Uh, like I said, like the despicable me, each movie different, a new story about Christmas And some wild thing Santa had to deal with on Christmas because, and in that they could have referenced so many Christmas movies. Imagine one of these movies that like references this time Santa went to France and saw that there was another Santa trying to kill a kid and kind of seeing what he did. I'm talking about Dial Code Santa, or which is a, a, an obscure French movie that is very similar to Home Alone or even Home Alone, another Chris Columbus movie. You have Santa delivering gifts, and he sees this kid defending his home, and you see like how Santa helped uh, Macaulay Culkin's character out, d- helping him in these little things, maybe going to the neighbor and going, like, hey you should check out what's going on next door you know him going to whatever town it is in gremlins and seeing how he helped figure things out and help the gremlin attack end you know it could have you could have had these fun adventures you could have had one of them being an origin story how did santa being the the prophesized one the toy maker flesh the whole beginning of the the uh north pole thing out could have been a lot of fun could have had a big franchise like uh what's kurt russell gonna do now what's what's the what's the what kind of crazy story are we gonna get oh this one's in the the 80s oh this i mean because he's been around forever you could do period pieces of kurt russell saving saving christmas throughout history but and then do spin-off movies with the little elves you know whatever what am i thinking it's a christmas movie um like this movie could have just been about the Snickle, the evil elf right or just make it about the origins of the north pole like i said I don't know. Uh, regardless, I wasn't much of a fan. Uh, not as much of the fir- as much as I was of the first film, anyway. Uh, still, not a horrible Christmas movie. I was just hoping for more. You know, a fun action scene. There was no real fun action scenes. Uh, I, I don't know. It just it, it was just they were trying to do too much. Um, but I want to thank everybody for tuning into the Ray Taylor Show, and I hope you enjoyed my thoughts. On the Christmas Chronicles part two. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform. Or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder. Until next time. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Subscribe to the Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found binge the full week ad-free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus purchase ray taylor show merch over at inspireddisorder.com have a wonderful day everybody peace out today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about everything that you've been wanting every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real dreams can come true What What you manifest manifest in your your mind, mind, you you can bring bring to reality. reality.